Hey guys, this is the Fan of Fan Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Topless. And for all you granddubbers out there, this podcast is for you. <laughs> for those of you who read my uh, Nostal Miners Welfare blog, you will notice that I met a few granddubbers that night. And tonight we're joined by one of them. It's Ken. How are you, mate? Um, well, thank you. Are you good, gents? Yep. Good, good, mate. Thank you for coming on. It's great to have you. No trouble. Right, Ken. Uh, what's your background in football? Oh, how long you got? <laughs> I could, I could, I could, All the time in the world, mate. I could, do, I could do you hours just on that. Um, without answering any questions. I'm, I'm just, I've just been mad about football ever since, ever since we were a kid. Um, my, my earliest memories are watching... Oh, because obviously I'm a, I'm a child of the 70s and we didn't have much telly on, much football on telly back then, about three, four, five live games a year. and just watched everything I could. And um, we didn't live, me, mum and dad didn't have a car. So uh, I'm guessing money were probably tight and all. So we didn't go to football. Um, you know, so we just watched everything that was on telly and I did things like collected the sticker books and, you know, football cards and you know, stuff out of chewing gum and what have you. And, uh, uh, yes, I, mean, I think the earliest memory was watching um, Chris Woods keep a clean sheet for Notts Forest in the 1978 uh, League Cup final and spiral from there and been going, what's that, 40 odd years now. So, uh, yeah, as soon as, as soon as I could, you know, any chance I got to go to football, I did. Um, you know, uh, I used to, we used to, I, I was saying to you just before we were on air, um, I lived in Biggleswade, um, who are now Southern Premier League, Southern League Premier Division. Uh, back then, they were about step six, I think. And uh, we used to be out at the time. Their old ground had a hole in the fence. And me and my mate used to leave our bikes by the hole in the fence, go through the hole in the fence and watch the games that way. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, so, but, yeah, over the years, as I've, as I've gone further afield, um, uh, where Biggles Wade is, if you go one way up the up the railway line, it takes you to Peterborough. You go the other way, um, it takes you to uh, Arsenal. So Finsbury Park. So we used to get up from Finsbury Park, go to Arsenal. Another week we go up the other way and go and watch Peterborough. And uh, you know that that was how it was. And back then you could get in for um, I think it was two quid at Peterborough and at Arsenal. Or it was hell of a price. It used to cost three pound fifty to get in at Arsenal. Um, <laughs> You know the sort of prices now. You look at them, and it, it's, it's it's not the people's game anymore, is it? It's you know it's it, it priced out of the market of a lot of these kids and uh, uh, these days. But yeah, so that's that's what sort of brought me to. Uh, that's how I sort of got into football and been going ever since. Still, still go and watch Peterborough, and you know, um, I think the last time I went, I think uh, when did we lock down last time? About uh, March. Yeah, it March. Was, so yeah, I think I'd, I think I'd been to a game uh, beginning of March. Um, certainly saw us get hammered, uh, get hammered four 0 at Rotherham uh, about New Year's. Was it just for New Year? So, uh, <laughs> um, like I say, it don't get any better. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, when, when I met you at Nostal that night, you, you talked about you had an affiliation with Leeds United as well. Uh, yeah, it's it's it's. Because me, 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 I mean, I always tell the joke and say, "Well, my dad's not a football fan; he supports Norwich City." Um, <laughs> but uh, he, uh, he, he wasn't a particular football fan, so he didn't, he didn't sort of force me into supporting anyone in particular, and um, uh, so I, I could sort of form my own allegiances. And 
I've, I've actually found over the years that really what it is, it, it, I just love football. I just love, love the live game. Absolutely love the live game. I'll go, I will go and watch anybody. Um, you know, my home, my, my team that I, my league team, that's Peterborough. I'll go and watch them as often as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up at, 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 at Frickley because um, my uh, brother-in-law, uh, Chris, uh, he, uh, he broke his hip and um, uh, we, we, the reason we, uh, he, he goes to Leeds because he's from around these parts. I went to Leeds because I lived here. Uh, I, I came, when I married my, uh, uh, my wife, uh, she was from up, from up this way. We lived in Leeds, her job was in Leeds. So, you know, um, back then I, I couldn't drive. So going to Peterborough wasn't really an option. And I started going sort of on the bus to Leeds United and um, sort of ended up going there for sort of 10 years. Um, and uh, then uh, I say my, my brother-in-law broke his hip and um, uh, so he couldn't really go to a you know a big football crowd. There was no way he was on his crutches. Maybe and you, you can't really get into Leeds United on crutches. It's it's difficult. Uh, but he was desperate for a bit of football, and he said, "Oh, my gran used to live right near the Frickley Ground. Should we? Uh, add, do you fancy taking me down there?" And uh, so we ended up going down there, and the rest is history. That was about five years ago, and uh, hardly missed the game now in five years. So <laughs> you know, you just it's, it, like like. Like Jake said, you meet people, don't you, at non-league football? Absolutely. It's not like when you go to league games. When I was at Leeds, for 10 years, I knew the half dozen people that sat around me. Um, whereas you go to non-league and you walk into just about any game anywhere in Yorkshire and you'll know somebody. You know, and even if you don't know somebody, you'll strike up a conversation with someone, won't you? Absolutely. Definitely. You know, for uh, sure. I went to a random game at um, Avro. Uh, a couple of winters ago when it was really bad weather because obviously Avro is 3G. Um, so the game stayed on. It was about the only game that stayed on in the north of England. So I went there and ended up stood next to a bloke that had uh, been on trial at Berry with um, Colin Bell, uh, the Man City footballer. Um, and he said Colin Bell was the reason that he gave up um, his dream of professional football because he said, well, if that's the standard of professional footballers, because I got no chance and gave it up there and then got a job as a tool, a tool maker. Um, but this is the sort of thing you, you meet people that tell you these sort of tales, don't you? You know, um, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, you, you can't whack it, can you? Can't whack it. No, no, I mean, the whole reason this episode's being filmed tonight is because we've all met each other at a non league ground, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, the last, it was about the last game, wasn't it? Before it was, it was the day before the November lockdown, lockdown, weren't it? Yeah, yeah. that were it, yeah. Dear, oh dear. Blimey. All in while you can. Well, exactly, yeah. It, it, it was doing it sort of while it were while it were on, while it were legal, wasn't it? It were, um, yep. Yeah. It, it was a right game, if I remember rightly. 4-0, weren't it? Yeah. 4-0, yeah. yeah. Four, yeah. yeah. Pargate got battered. Yeah. Nostal played really well that night. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, you always get a good good, good game down at Nostal, don't you? Um, it was my first time, but after you saying that, I can definitely agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they, they don't have many call-offs either at Nostal. You don't you don't see them uh, often getting rained off or uh, mm-hmm. uh, off because of frozen pitch. They uh, they've got a pretty good record for that. So uh, you'll often get a game there when there's nothing on elsewhere. I think it's cause it's in that you know it's like in that that hollow, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, um, so obviously create some sort of <laughs> getting scientific, create some sort of <laughs> atmospheric uh, phenomenon that keeps their pitch uh, dry, unfrozen. Um, <laughs> it's got like that. Because it because um on one side of Nostal's ground it's really up high you get a great vantage point be a good you have a good commentary box up there wouldn't you oh god yeah I'm guessing that that probably blocks off some of the the drizzle from the wind if yeah. you know what I mean as well 
That's it. That's it. So uh, yeah. Great nice. grand. The pitch looked immaculate as well, I must say, as oh, well. Yeah. It was raining a little bit that night. Yeah, well, when you look at what some of the pitches are like by the end of the season, that one was looking looking pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, um, absolutely. Probably about the only good thing about these lockdowns, it, it, these pitches will get a real chance to recover and you'd like to think they'll be in proper decent nick next year, but <laughs> we'll see. Fingers <laughs> <laughs> crossed. <laughs> so, um, you work with Frickley Athletic, I believe, Ken? Uh, yeah, I do now. It's... Um, it, it was almost out of guilt because um, uh, when I went along with Chris, because uh, my brother-in-law, he's um, uh, he's got lots of media skills and you know he's, he's in he's filming. He used to have a company where he used to film weddings. Um, mm-hmm. He's a teacher now, but he, he used to film weddings. So um, we haven't been going more than two or three weeks before he said, "Oh, does anyone ever film your games?" And they said, "Oh no." And he said, "Oh, would you like me to film your games?" So he borrowed a, a camera from work and started filming games and. I was just his chauffeur, really, and um, I was sort of getting in for for nothing, and felt a bit a bit sort of guilty, um, not pulling my weight other than well pulling his weight, <laughs> taking him to games, and um, when they needed someone who um, uh, the the program editor um, Gareth was uh, he, he was looking to sort of not be program editor and said, "Do you fancy it?" And I said, yeah, go on, I'll have a go, earn my keep, and uh, sort of five years later we. we uh, I co-edit, co-edit the program. I um, I do the um, uh, match day announcing. Uh, we do radio commentary at Way Games, um, and I'm sort of part time webmaster when the uh, when the proper talented webmaster Mick is on his on his holidays. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so um, so ground offing is it's it's Frickly when Frickly are on, but then when Frickly aren't on and there's other games available, ground offing. Um, I'd advise it to anyone because you sort of you get to see how our club works, and then you also get the joy of ground hopping. So um, uh, I think our mutual friend Jack he does a bit of volunteering at Parkgate, doesn't he? Um, yeah, he does. Yeah. So it's so only only home games for Frickley then. Oh no, home and away, wherever they okay. are. That's where I am. Okay. So we so get to ground hopping for your away games, then yeah. Beach. <laughs> Uh, Spalding, you know, anywhere yep. <laughs> on with them. Well, but obviously, they only have 46 games a year or 40, 38 games a year, don't they? Plus cup games. Yes. Uh, you know, so there's plenty of midweeks where I can get out ground up in. No, no, that's great. So you're, you're, you're the voice of Frickley then? Um, well, I am on, I am on um, home day, home match. Yeah. I do, I do the, the announce the teams and stuff like that. Um, the, uh, the, the previous uh, gentleman that used to do it was uh, absolute club legend, and um, yeah, Keith was he, he was the announcer for years, and um, he sadly passed away uh, uh, about three or four years ago, and uh, I sort of took over from from him, and then uh, away games. Say we do um, we use I'm trying to think what the app's called, um, oh, uh, footballology Mixler. That's what we use. Oh, we use Mixler for uh, doing uh, commentaries. We've got our own channel on there and uh, so we'll, we'll commentate for people because obviously at home we get about it varies on a good day we get about 200 220 and then uh, but away we, we, we take a pretty good away following of about i don't know 30 40 maybe 50 um and um but we do match day commentaries for anyone that wants to listen and our top figures i think we once got i think we once got 39 people listening <laughs> big time wow <laughs> <laughs> normally we get about 10 
But, uh, you know, we think well, if there's one person listening, we've done that person a favour. And all we've got to do is stand there and chat rubbish about the game, you know. <laughs> <laughs> say what's going on? They, they tend to be happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, not another commentator. <laughs> you know what that means, Ben? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we, we are. We, I mean... <laughs> We don't claim any sort of uh, any sort of talent, but you know we we just and we're so biased. Um, yeah. We would advise anyone that's listening for the other team don't <laughs> either come down to the ground or listen to their commentary because uh, you know we we spend half the game going uh, moaning about reps and <laughs> stuff like that. For headers, it's more like fan zone sort of yeah. thing, but just one sided fan zone. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we try and make sure that you know if a goal goes in, we tell you how it was scored. And who scored yeah. it, and we'll try and tell you what, what time it was scored, but you know, that's about as, as, as accurate as it gets. <laughs> um, it's the sort of thing after after we've done the recording, we delete it so there's no evidence. <laughs> that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in terms of non league football and um, ground mapping, um what what's been the highlight so far, would you say? Oh, it, 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 it brings you all back to the people, in it? Um, it's the people you meet. Um, and that, that access you get that you just don't get at, at any other sort of level of football. Um, you know, you don't, you don't get to have a conversation after the game with your centre-forward. Um, you know, you, don't, and you, you get insights into the game you wouldn't get. You meet people you wouldn't get. As I say, some of, I've met some of my best friends over the last few years at Frickley. And through non-league football, you know, and you meet you, you're meeting people new all the time. And say, met you just the other day, and here we are, a few months later, we're we're, we're doing a podcast together. It, it's it's that it's that sort of connection, um, and and that's that's the real thing, isn't it? But then, if you want another reason, um, it's just a different game. You know, I've, I've got the um, I've, I've been watching the, the the Spurs game just a bit back, and uh, it's it's not the same. It's not the same football. The way they play is just completely different to how they play on a non-league in a non-league game. Um, it, it's more direct. It's um, you know, it's, it, I remember our centre forward uh, Jacob Hazel scored a um, scored a club record forty-seven a couple of seasons back, and he said, um, you know, the, the pitch you're playing on, he goes, it looks like you're always looking at your feet. He goes, you're looking at your feet because the ball's bobbling all over the place. It's not like playing on a league pitch where it's like a carpet. You've got to keep your eye on the ball because it's it could be going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. You can't get your head up to see what's going on, and you play a completely different sort of sort of game. Um, and because these these lads aren't playing for the sort of money that they're playing for on television, they are playing for money, but they're not playing for you know life altering money. Um, you know, they they are genuinely playing for the love of the game, and it just changes what you do. <laughs> um, and uh, get get away a little bit from this uh, keepers playing out from the back, and you know that business play out from the back on some of these pitches in, in non league, and you'll get found out. Um, if you could do that, you wouldn't be in non-league, would you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I have that way. You've got a, a spectacular pitch to play on. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look in, you look in, in league and Premier League football. Half of the players there can't play out from the back. So, you know, it's true. Um, you know, John Stone struggled with it for years, didn't he? It's only this year that he's really started to sort of come along. I think. Um, <clears throat> you know, he was getting found out regularly, wasn't he, for Man City and for for England, and uh, yeah. You know, it, it's a hard, hard thing to do. So it, it changes the way you play. Um, and being completely footballing talentless myself, have you got any football talent? Were you any any good? Um, 
Not really, no. I'm, I'm just a poacher, me. That's it. I'll, I'll have a rubbish game, but I'll get a goal just because I've stood there in the right place at the right time at some point, really. That, that's that's me. But you're ahead of me because you've got a game. <laughs> I wouldn't even got on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, but I still, I still don't go on the pitch, me, myself, really, but anymore. But yeah. they, wouldn't even, they wouldn't even let me uh, run the line. <laughs> I was that awful. So I could sort of relate better to what I see on the non-league pitch than I can on a... <laughs> In the Premier League, you know. So. <laughs> uh. Now, nah, but I mean, when we talk about playing out from the back, you say it takes so long to get used to. I mean, I can remember being a Liverpool fan when we appointed Brendan Rodgers. Everyone says, "Oh, it's going to take time to get used to that tick attack of, uh, you know, style of play." Playing out from the back will take a lot longer than that. Like you say, it took years yeah. for John Stones to get it right, and he's played that way for the last couple of years, hasn't he? I mean. I can remember watching England when they lost in the Nations League to Holland that night. All three of their goals were from us playing out yeah. from the back. Mistakes. You know, it's that terrible style of play. Talking about John Stones was that game, yeah? Yeah. That's it. Um, and yeah. If, if, when you look at how Leeds are playing this season, um, this more sort of direct and attacking sort of style, um, it's not really ticky-tacker. It's not playing out from the back. Um, it, it's... Rather than having a particular style and, and saying, right, this is what we're going to do, it's, it's just doing the right thing at the right time, isn't it? It, it? Yeah. And it actually gives the players a bit more freedom and they actually look like they enjoy playing it that way. You think well, uh, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's the way to do it? Yeah, I, mean, I thought that when I saw him last season, when I went to that, when I was sat in the Bristol City away end. I mean, it, it weren't just ticker-tacker, it was just fast-paced. Yeah. It was fantastic. And like you say, doing the right thing. And this high press, you know, I mean... I, it's a hard thing to do because you've got to be very fit to do it, um, yeah. you know. And um, I would imagine, well, I know for a fact that non-league, if you're spending your day in an office and then you're expected to go and play like that, it's a, it's a difficult old thing to do. But um, yeah, that's that's that, that's football, isn't it? <laughs> At the minute, absolutely. Wait and see what the next new thing is. I suppose. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> VAR in the, in the league, that'll be the next thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be, be in the championship before anything, won't it, yeah. really? <laughs> Mind you, I, I, some of the refereeing decisions I've seen, I'd, I'd call, we need VAR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could you cool. imagine it, though? VAR in non-league. I mean, what, what would you think? <laughs> well, we always, cause we, that's what we do on commentary. We shout at the referee. We shout, ref, we just tipped on VAR. You got it wrong. It's... <laughs> <laughs> he don't listen. He don't listen. I say he, he or she. I tell you, the best referee we ever had at Brickley was a lass called um, Rebecca Welch, uh, and I think she was uh, one of the officials at the ladies' FA Cup final, either last season or the season before. So she sort of rocketed through the leagues, but she was brilliant. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, so uh, one for the girls. <laughs> Well, to be fair, in terms of in terms of refereeing, it, it's it's about knowing your stuff and not making the clear and obvious mistakes. Should we say, like when you look at Mike Dean, and he's even got VAR on his side, and he's still making clear and obvious errors when he's even got the video analysis side of it. So it's about just not making that, and you, you've got to probably have a a bit of a stubborn side to you with all the stick what you get off and fans week in week out as well. It's not something I'd do. For me, quite honestly. Well, I mean, the, the whole thing with VAR was to, to spot clear and obvious errors, wasn't it? Like um, Frank Lampard's goal in the, what was it, 2014 World Cup. 
Uh, South Africa yeah. 2010, wasn't it? Yeah, that one, yeah. We know what you mean, though, yeah. But, yeah, that's it. it. It was clear and obvious errors, but they're not using it for clear and obvious errors now, are they? They're using no. it for, like, when you're an inch out. That's not a clear and obvious error. That That's not... <laughs> that, that, for me, isn't what VAR's for. Uh, no. You know, or the the, the, the the penalty last night that wasn't given against Leeds United, where the player has dragged his foot to hit the defender. Um, yeah. You know, that's what the AR's for. That's fine. Um, yep, absolutely. But not not when it's it's like I say someone's toenail is offside or their elbow is offside. That's Sadio Mane. Anyone? Yeah, well that's it. Yeah, <laughs> John Lundstrom. <Lundsham. laughs> exactly. So yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Jack Grealish against Burnley last year. I mean, I thought that was a disgrace. Uh, you know, and when they, heel. when they watch it, they've watched it. I don't know, 10, 15 times, and they still can't make the right decision. You think, well, um, what what was the point? <laughs> yeah, true. What was the point of the AR? All you've done is slowed the game down. But yeah, maybe maybe we'll see it lower down in the game. I don't know. Who knows? So I, I mean, I've said this before. I'd like to see the offside rule change a little bit. I mean, Graham soon has pointed out he wanted to change it to where any part of your body's any part of your body's onside, you're onside. Yeah. What do you think of that? Well, it 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 will make it easier. <laughs> yeah. But then we'd probably have you know the hairs on someone's elbow are onside, and that uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but they'd have to tailor it a bit, if you know what I mean. If, if someone was running the left their arm back deliberately, then they've got to think, actually, no, no, no that one's offside. You know what or, I mean? That's or sort you of say thing. it's um, your boots have got to be onside. Um, so Maybe. the rest of your body can be offside, but if your feet are onside, fine. You know, whatever rule you yeah. have, just make it a sensible rule. Uh, yeah. You know, it's uh, it, it almost, uh, I can't imagine what it must be like because I don't go to a lot of Premier League football. Uh, not well, Obviously not recently. Um, but what must it be like? Goal goes in, you know, you, you cheer, and then you, hang on a minute, <laughs> VAR might take that back. Or... <laughs> well, uh, it's happened for me. I went to Liverpool against Wolves uh, last December yeah. uh, 2019, and it happened to me and my brother when we were there. It was, uh, it finished 1 0 Liverpool. The goal, Sadio Mane score, referee stopped it. So he went in, hey, oh, VAR. Then we saw VAR review. Come on. Um, I had a good view of it. It was it was a long ball forward and it was Adam Alana's shoulder. But they obviously thought it was his hand. It wasn't his hand. I could tell straight away. And eventually the goal was given. And uh, as I mentioned in my blog, it was the first time I celebrated a goal twice. <laughs> and then um, and then we saw the other thing. We The other way around. Uh, we saw Wolf score. They all chant, VAR review. And uh, it was disallowed, and I watched it back and thought, oh, that was that was harsh. It was, just, it was his arm. It was offside. Yeah, this is it. Isn't it? <laughs> we've seen it both ways. We celebrated for that as well, by the yep. way. But yeah, we've in, seen it happen. In terms of VAR, I've done the same. Um, I was at Spurs away when John Luncham's big toe was offside. Yeah. And we just celebrated David McGoldrick. It's his first Premier League goal of the season. In the away end, at Spurs away, yeah. you went absolutely mental. And... Then, like you said, you get VAR checking, and it wasn't just like it was a thirty-second check. It was literally a good three, four minutes. We were stood there, staring at the board, waiting for this yeah. decision. So, it not only has it slowed the game down, they, they was trying to find. We, we, we've always said we're, they're just trying to find this bit where they can judge it to be, not give it a go. But then the flip side of it again, when we played West Ham at home. We was one nil up, and then in the ninetieth minute, Snodgrass scores, yeah. and, and then yeah. VAR comes on, and then they disallow it for handball or for hitting the hand. Uh, I think it was Decker and Rice that it hit. But again, as much as 
they are sticking to their lines and and the rules. And I went absolutely mental that West Ham didn't get it. But at the same time, I don't agree with the the, the decisions what they're having to yeah. take. And just to get just to get to these decisions, it's like if it's clear and obvious and it needs overruling, do it. But if you're having to get these lines out. Don't well, exactly. Bother. That's it. It's got to be clear and obvious. And it, it, it's like we said, you, you watch it again and again, and they still don't make the same decision that you'd make. Uh, and, yeah. no. do, you think, do you think referees and assistant referees, I'll include them in this, are becoming a bit complacent because of VAR? How can they not be? <laughs> they can, they, you know what I mean? It's they, like, oh, don't worry, lads. They, they are clear like, you know what I mean? Because they know that it will then be looked at, and if they've got it wrong, someone will say, oh, you got that wrong, son. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did you watch the Chelsea game last night? Um, and Giroud scores that overhead kick. Um, the mm-hmm. referee, the linesman's flag goes up. He flags it offside. Um, and then they go through all the VAR business and the goal is awarded. But you mm-hmm. think as a, as a linesman, well, it doesn't really matter whether you put that flag up or not because they're going to check it anyway. <laughs> you, you, what, yeah. What's the linesman there for? Um, well, ins and outs. <laughs> this is the thing as well. Um, I don't know if, what it's like this season, but I can remember last season the linesman was, oh, what we'll call it the the officials. Mm. There was there was told to keep the flag down because if they put the flag up, they're interfering yeah. with the play. So if play stops and he's on side, but then he doesn't put the ball in the back of the net, he's stopped a goal scoring. That makes very good sense. Yeah, yeah. But then at the same time, what's the linesman? Or, or the official there for because yeah. well, he's there to spot off in and out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I yeah. mean, you, you talk, you talk, you actually talk. I mean, this is the thing when you're at Nolly, you actually can talk to uh, the officials. And I've, I've spoken to officials and uh, I've said to the linesman, well, what about that, that foul down such and such? You saw that, didn't you? He goes, yeah. Well, why didn't you tell ref? Because <laughs> ref told me ins and outs. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense, yeah. I mean, it's got it's got to that point where, um, like you say, they have to keep the flag down. But I do think that makes sense because last season I was at um, before lockdown, I was at Leicester City for their um, FA Cup game, and uh, there's a point in that game where Ian Archer was for a referee flagged him off straight away offside, but the fans behind goal where we were like, no, keep going, keep going. He did, he did keep going. He ran in and scored. VAR ruled it out straight away, but it does make sense because I remember yeah. there was a game last season where Sheffield United played Newcastle at home. Yep, John Joe Selby scored. Yep, the 1-0 all down. And all of a sudden, uh, I can't remember who, second, who scored the goal, but he was through on goal. It was John Joe Selby. Yeah, Selby was through. All United team stopped because the flags gone. He's running and scoring. VAR was giving it when the whole team stopped because the flags had gone up <laughs> and the goal was given. Dear, oh dear. It's wrong, isn't it? <laughs> there was, um, uh, I don't suppose you two boys are old enough to remember the uh, 1982 World Cup, are you? Um, nope. Way before my when time. Yeah. <laughs> played uh, France and um, uh, someone in the crowd blew a whistle and all the Kuwait players stopped and the France player just ran straight on and scored. So the referee gives the goal and then um, the Kuwaitis, um, the head of their FA or some shake, he, you know, he, he comes down from the stands to the edge of the pitch and he's calling the players off the pitch. And then the referee uh, goes and discusses with them and they say, well, we've stopped, stopped, stopped playing. Um, <laughs> Uh, and because we heard the whistle, he said, "Yes, but it's not my whistle." Yeah, but we heard a whistle, so we all stopped. And they, they basically refused to play unless this goal was chalked off. And the referee did; he chalked this goal off, this perfectly good goal off. 
Wow. Um, because someone in the whistle had blown a blown a someone in the crowd, sorry, blown a whistle to stop the Kuwaitis playing. Um he subsequently then got um struck off, whatever the referee equivalent is for FIFA. Um, <laughs> so you will <laughs> maybe maybe that's how it should be. You know, maybe the players um should just stop and say, Sorry, we're not playing. He's put his flag up. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Well, I mean, what about the Chelsea players that night? Boss, they ought to have walked off oh, yeah. the decisions that were made against them. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> that would have helped them. <laughs> I don't know. Dear, dear, dear. So, with, with going home and away with mm. Frickley and ground up in, what would you say the best ground you've visited? Um, you know, I, 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 I know I'm with Frickley. But genuinely, Frickley's is one of the best grounds in the division we're in. You know, you go to all the other grounds, and you actually walk, walk go into that ground. Uh, have you both been to Frickley? Uh, I haven't. No, I don't think I have. Uh, I know Jack's been, it, but it's genuinely like a football ground. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's got terracing and stands all the way round. There's there's cover both sides. It is genuinely one of the best grounds in the division. Yeah, you tend to find these. I mean you've both been to a lot of these colliery grounds. Uh the colliery grounds are always quite good because obviously the, the, the miners used to play pace their subs um for the sports clubs and obviously I'm I'm assuming that the coal board used to put money in as well. Um but it genuinely is one of the best grounds in, in, in our division. I mean Otherwise, going away from Peterborough, um, God, I, I hate to say this, but if anyone I know hears this, I'll be never allowed back in Frickley. Um, Stanford, um, their new build is, is isn't bad, um, and uh, I mean, and both into Stocksbridge. Yeah, yeah, Stocksbridge isn't a bad ground either, is it? Um, it's decent. The yeah, best thing James Hardy did for Nomley because I think he paid for that stand, didn't he? <laughs> Oh really? I know. I know well, it's got. I know it's got his name on it, but well, yeah, they, they well, paid for no, it. Well, his sale paid for it, I think. It, um, oh right, yeah. Money from his, you know, what do you call it, selling clauses, and what have you. I think that paid for that. Um, someone from Stocksbridge, I'm sure, will tell me I'm I'm wrong, but I'm sure that's why it's called Jamie Vardy Stand. Um, so uh, mm-hmm. that's not a bad ground um, for non-league. But um, if you go out of our division, um, you, you you you're struggling to beat places like um, Boston United. Um, sadly gone, of course, because they've moved them into this season. Their old ground was cracker. Uh, yeah, properly smelt of um, a mix of urinals and um, fried uh, <laughs> proper old style football ground. You walk in there and you go back about thirty years. It was brilliant, um, and a uh, lot of a uh, lot of great great grounds in the Northern League. Um, places like I can't, I don't really pronounce it like that. We, we pronounce Tolor or Taulor. Um, the one that Chris Waddle used to play for. Oh, the, the, that, that team yeah. in Durham? Is it Tolor? I've always said Tolor. Nah. <laughs> um, that, that ground, what a cracker. What a beauty that is. It's on my hit list. I've seen it. It, it looks beautiful. Absolutely fantastic. Um, right up there. Crooktown, another one. Absolutely superb. Um, some really, mm-hmm. really great grounds in that, that division. Um, as I say, it's like going back in time. Absolutely like going back in time. Um, can't whack them. Fair play, yeah. I mean, in terms of Boston United's old ground, um, me and Jack were actually planning on going to their last oh, yeah. game. And don't tell me, was it? But because uh, yeah, of lockdown, you couldn't go. Yeah, we couldn't go, and we, it's too late now. It's oh, gone. Yeah. 
gutted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was a real. I mean, I know it had a little spell, didn't it, as a league ground, but um, obviously it was a non-league mm. ground for years and years and years, and um, it was always a decent standard of, uh, of football they played there as well. And uh, but yeah, it was it was a, a really great ground, and it was even better for me because I didn't pay to go in um, the last time I went because. Um, just as we 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 rocked up late, and um, uh, me and my brother-in-law Chris, and as we were walking down the road, uh, the gate man uh, he'd, he'd opened one of the side gates, and he was obviously walking down the road to check to see whether someone had parked correctly or something like that, and he turned his back and left the gate open, so we nipped in through <laughs> through the empty gate, the open gate. So <laughs> we got in for free. Fair play. <laughs> Um, it's just such a shame that they did go down because in in the uh, football league they were they were quite stable, weren't they? It was yeah. Just in that last season when they went down, they went to administration. We, we never didn't used we? to. I say when Peter used to play, and we never used to get much out of them. Um, we never used to really get a result mm. against them. Um, point was about all we used to take against Boston. Um, but um, I mean, obviously they had the Steve Evans sort of incident, didn't they, with the um, illegal payment? So. It suggests that things weren't quite above board, and yeah, you know, one once you start picking at threads like that, you think, well, um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, they, they seem on a stable footing now, don't they? Because um, they've, they've got the who's manager there now, Craig Elliott, that used to be manager at um, Shore Lane. Um, he seems to be doing a, mm-hmm. a pretty good job there. Um, I saw him in B and Q at uh, Castleford about um, six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting yeah, fact. Right. <laughs> do, do, you reckon, do you reckon they could get back there one day to the football league? Well, I mean, I, so I've no idea what the new ground's like. I've only seen um, pictures of it. Um, their old ground, it, it was a league ground. Um, so if their new ground's comparable, you, you'd have to say yeah. Um, and he does seem to have this sort of Midas touched as Craig Elliott. Um, I say, Shore Lane used to be one of my, my love to hate teams, but. Um, the bloke obviously knows what he's doing. Um, and I think his assistant manager is um, Lee Stratford, who's ex-Frickley, so, uh, and he definitely knows what he's doing. So, <laughs> Once a blue, always a blue. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, What about the worst grounds? Well, I mean, worst grounds. I, I always hate slagging anywhere off, to be honest, but I'm going to now. <laughs> I'm not keen on grounds with, with running tracks around them. So, <laughs> join the club. If you've got a ground with a running track around. So, places like um, the ones that jump, springs to mind is Grantham because um, you're just so far away from the pitch. And when the floodlights are on, the centre circle is dark because the floodlights are so far away. Um, <laughs> so, that one springs to mind. Jeez. Bradford Park Avenue. Um, Ghoul, I'll let off because they're running tracks very narrow. Um, I'll also let off, mm-hmm. um, is it Bilbra Town um, in the 19 League? Yes. Um, because the one thing I did like about there was I went there when it was foggy. Um, so instead of sitting in the stands, everyone came out of the stands, crossed the track and stood at pitch side to watch the game. Um, and we still couldn't see where the ball was. <laughs> All <laughs> right. That foggy. But um, yeah, so any ground with a running track round, there you go. Which in that half yeah. of have you really done much in much of the grounds in Europe? Um, I've I've not seen a game well, abroad. Only, me, no. I'm I'm saying yeah. I've only been to one or two, and I'm not keen because they've got running tracks around them. So I don't crave, you know, European travel. 
I'd sooner go somewhere in, in this country. Yeah. <laughs> Fair well, which, which, which two oh, grounds were they? I, I've been to um, went to Parc de Prince, saw <laughs> Paris Saint Germain about oh, 25 years ago. Um, and I've been to a couple wow. of um, very, very low, um, like what would be about the equivalent of step seven or eight um, in Holland. Um, and they've got a lot of 3G over there because they don't have um, they don't have PE lessons in school. Um, they have half a day off every week that they're expected to go and do uh, sport. Um, so the government pumps a lot of money into um, grassroots football. Um, so every grassroots football club, every little village has got a 3G pitch with running tracks and swimming pools and got amazing facilities for, for the kids. So, uh, yeah, um, but yeah, running tracks. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> Fair enough, mate. You're not the only one. Um, that, it's the second podcast in a row that's uh, said that Grantham's almost, grounds almost, not the best, unfortunately, for them. Yeah. Everyone says, oh, running tracks. <laughs> it's the thing that, thing that yeah. no one's keen on, but yeah, Grantham. Um, yeah, not for me. <laughs> well, this is it. Again, like you said, this is the second podcast in a row, so we touched on it last, last podcast, but I went to um, London Stadium oh, yeah. where West Ham play, and and in comparison to Upton Park, Upton Park is God, so yeah. much better than the new stadium they're in. And um, Don Valley Stadium oh, was the yeah, other yeah. one where I went to. When Rotherham played there, and it, there's no atmosphere or anything, it's atrocious. It, you can tell, well, it's, it's especially not a when pitch. the place that they had in both cases, the Upton, Upton Park, even when all seater <coughs> made the airs on the back of your next stand and end, and obviously Millmore again, you know, another one, a proper old school football ground, you know. Um, yeah, and the comparison must be jarring to them being a ground with a track around it. Yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah. It's the same with um, the gates oh, there. London gates there. You know, the thing that puts me off no. is it's got a running track. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, I, I'll still go to these grounds, mate, well, if I get the yeah, chance, I, definitely. I will, but, um, I, I will yeah. still go. However, I mean, I, if I have a choice, so I, I went on holiday a, a few years ago and um, we were going to the Isle of Wight the next day. And we had a one-night stay just outside Portsmouth and I had the choice of um I think they're called Portsmouth United Services uh, or um uh blah, 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 what are they called now um oh some other team out of the Wessex League and when I found out that Portsmouth United Services had a running running track suck it I'm going to the other one because <laughs> I had to choose one of the two <laughs> I'm not picking I'm not if, yeah. if that's me if my choice is between one and another I know where I'm going <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Park the Prance no, had Park a Prance running track around. To be fair, no, it doesn't. Um, Park the Prance, oh. though, I'll tell you what Park the Prance has, is when you go to your seat, someone shows you to your seat. You can't just go to your seat and use your ticket and find it. Someone has to show you to your seat and you have to pay them <laughs> for showing you to your seat. <laughs> what, what, you they'll, have to or just tip them? until you do. <laughs> until you tip them. Oh, so okay. They do yeah, stand tip. there. <laughs> they just stand there. <laughs> and they just wait for you to get your hand in your pocket. Wow. And, well, can you imagine that going down well at, um, say, the New York or at Bramall Lane? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! I mean, I mean, the Steel City derby um, two seasons ago at Bramall Lane. After about nine minutes, I saw a fan fighting with us, <laughs> no, so no, it wouldn't yeah. go down well. 
You know, like, you just know fans are just going to be like, yeah, you're not exactly. having any more money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But if everyone contributed, just think how much that they're going to be taking oh, home yeah. each not game. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, if 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 the money went to the club and not the steward, then they'd think. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. They think, I think at lower level, at lower yeah. leagues, yeah. I think outside the the top two divisions, people would. Um, then again, I mean, some of the some of the prices they charge even lower down the league. You think, good god. Um, I mean, when I was going away with um, uh, when I used to go away with Peterborough, there were grounds where I thought, God, I can't do this. Um, Fleetwood was the one that that absolutely killed me <laughs> off, and. Uh, uh, I took. I, I finally relented uh, this last season because um, it's about the only game that that stayed on because of the weather. And um, I went to Fleetwood, and it cost me um, forty quid for me and my son. Uh, watch League One. Mm-hmm. Dear oh dear, and he was wow. he was a child's ticket, um, so it was twenty. I think it was twenty seven quid for me, or twenty eight quid for me, and twelve quid for him. Yeah. Mm. Blimey. That is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. You know, you think shocker. Yeah, make make. This this is the thing with. Go ahead. Um, sorry, to interrupt. this is the only thing with the, with the Premier League is that as an away fan, the maximum you can pay for an away That's ticket it. is thirty pound, and I can remember as a Sheffield United fan in the Championship, I would pay in. £42 to go to Leeds yeah. away and £42 to go to Sheffield Wednesday away, paying £30 to go to like Middlesbrough away and stuff, and just ridiculous yeah, absolutely. prices. Absolutely, and... it, it, you feel like you, you do actually feel sorry for some kids because you think they're, they're, they're never going to get this experience. As, as I say, I used to go to Arsenal and Peterborough, um, Arsenal was expensive, and that was £3.50. Um, I used to go to Chelsea now and then, Chelsea was absolute arm and a leg, it was £4. Uh, you know, and you, you say back then we genuinely <laughs> did say, "Well, should we go to Arsenal? Should we go to Chelsea? We'll go, we'll go, we'll go to Arsenal because it's fifty p cheaper." Um, <laughs> you know, whereas whereas now looking back, the, the prices are laughable, but it, it it was something you could actually genuinely afford. Whereas now, I don't. I, I, I mean, well, there's your argument for non-league. In it, everyone should be going to non-league. <laughs> yeah, they'll appreciate yeah. a quid more. Then I people. Yeah, well, I hope that people still go to non-league oh, well, after all this is okay. over. I mean, they talked, didn't they, about clubs going to the wall because of um, lockdown. And I haven't heard huge numbers of clubs mm. going out of business. So I'm hoping, um, keeping fingers crossed and touching wood every day, that not too many of them, um, you know, good. Well, the only, the only teams I've heard is, yeah. uh, well, Macclesfield, well, yeah. they'll be back. Uh, there was uh, Droylesden, they resigned. I think they'll be back eventually. It might be a bit longer for them, yeah. but Macclesfield will be back next season. But Droylesden, yeah. they, they've gone. But I think I think they'll come back eventually. They just resigned to save money. Um, well, I've heard that Kingsland Town apparently can't afford to finish the season. Uh, Dover as well in the National League. Dover are in trouble as well. But yeah, there's only them that I can think I mean, of. Do- really. Dover's another can't one. Think I, anybody I, else. I was on holiday not far from Dover, and um, I was actually going down that day. And uh, if I if I sort of drove like the wind and dropped the bag as quick as I could and drove to the ground, I'd have only missed about, I don't know, the first half. I'd have got the second half. And in the event, I think Wrexham's uh, bus broke down. So I actually got the entire game at Dover. And their ground is, in, is ever so impressive. Um, their, their, their main stand okay. looks like it's been made, made out of like strips of wood 
looks like it's been built by IKEA. Um, so the, the thought that they could go under <laughs> is, is for, for a club that, that well, it's, it's a league ground. Um, it, it's shocking. I mean, b- before all this as well, they they were actually challenging yeah. in the playoffs yeah. before all the yeah, money had, troubles, weren't they? Players over the years of uh, well, I mean, they had that um, Ricky Miller. Um, yeah, yes, them, yeah, I've met him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. played for he, Mansfield he was, for was, for a short while as well. I wanted him to um, stay, Bieber, I think, as well. Is it? Yep. Yes, he did. Yeah, I remember that. Well, see, he, That's he, where he, we signed him from. Um, he played in the um, Northern Premier League. Did um, Ricky Miller? I think for. Um, Corby, um, where he's, he's, he's sort of done the round. I think he's right. older shot now, but yes, I'm about yeah. to say that. Yeah, it, yeah. scored the yeah. other night. Yeah. I remember seeing him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, he's a good player. Very good. But um, but yeah, for Dover, I hope they uh, well, survive. All of a minute. I mean, and come know, back you, stronger. You take away like your club allegiances, um, and like I say, Kingslands and all that lot. You know, whoever it is, you don't really want to see him go under. Um, you know, no. who would I have to love to hate? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. In terms of experience, then, what's the best set of fans you've experienced, and what's the worst well, set of fans you've experienced? Oh, you yeah, can be I mean, biased yeah, as you like, I mean, if you I'd want, mate. Strictly uh, <laughs> Peter Belides, um, you know, it's. it's it's on the day, isn't it? It's you know, it's, it's what's happening, isn't it, on the pitch, and yeah. that sort of dictates what goes on off the pitch. I mean, at Frickley, the one that springs to mind is last January. Um, we've got a real rivalry with um, Stanford, um, and um, uh, was it twenty seventeen eighteen? Uh, we played them in the playoff semi final. We'd beaten them uh, twice during the league league season, and of course we then got them in the semi final of the playoffs. And if we'd have won. Just, just get into the final um, because of the out of the finalists, we had the something like the highest points total. We would have got promoted whether we won or lost the final. It didn't matter. We only had to win the semi final. We didn't have to win the final, and we lost in the semi final to uh, Stan- Stanford. So this sort of rivalry is sort of built up over the years, and um, they absolutely caned us at the beginning of the last season, five one, and uh, we were lucky. We really were lucky. I think we were five nil down when we got the got the one and um we played we played them at home and we won we nicked it one nil and it was i think i can't remember i think it was their first defeat of the season or their first away defeat of the season and um the, the, the crowd that day i mean there was only 200 in the ground but cool blimey they made more noise than 200 and you know it was uh opposition's manager got sent off and instead of going standing going in or going somewhere else he just stood on the terrace stood on the terrace with all these fans baying at him and yeah, that sort of that sort of experience, <laughs> yeah, just, ah, fantastic. I say there's only two hundred people there, but amazing, amazing. You know, as good as every bit as good as being in the Champions League semi final with Leeds. Every good bit as good as winning at Wembley with Peterborough. So, you know, they've, they've all got their got their moments. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I can I can remember Garforth Town winning the Yorkshire Cup, uh, West Riding Cup. Sorry, about twenty years ago. Amazing night, six hundred people there, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's on the day, isn't it? Um, you know, you you must yeah. have, you must have games yourself. No. Where the game perhaps didn't even particularly mean anything, but the atmosphere was just electric. And you're saying about Steel City derbies must be amazing. 
know, yeah. That, that sort oh, of man, thing. Yeah. You know, airs on the back of your neck, isn't it? That. Absolutely brilliant. Are you both Sheffield United fans? I am. Um, since since I moved to Sheffield, I've, I've taken a more like to them than Wednesday. Um, uh, but yeah, me, me, I'm, I'm Liverpool and yeah, the former local I mean, Mansfield be, town. That, that crowd at Anfield is hard to be. I mean, you know, being on the cop. Oh, that's fantastic. Else. Um, really, is something else. I went with. Um, I, I once once went to Anfield, actually not on a Liverpool day when Wales played a home game there, and even that was just amazing. Um, yeah, the atmosphere. They played played Italy, I think, and. Um, my God, what an atmosphere. Just amazing atmosphere. The, the, the Welsh fans talk about getting behind their team. Just absolutely baying for blood for 90 minutes. Absolutely, I couldn't hear anything. Couldn't hear the teams. Couldn't hear who scored the goals. Couldn't hear a thing. Uh, absolutely deafening. Absolutely deafening it was. And when they played the national anthem, sung the national anthem, my God, just, you know, and I say, obviously I'm not Welsh, but <laughs> what, a, you know, what a great crowd that was, you know. So, um, uh, yeah. But as and do you want worst? Worst fans, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm awful. I'm 50 years old, nearly 50. Years, 50 years old in a couple of weeks. I should know better. Um, the things, things I say and do on a football terrace. Oh my god, absolute embarrassment. <laughs> Come away and think, my god, what was I thinking? <laughs> yeah, me. Um, if if I'm not allowed to have me, I'd go back to Grantham. <laughs> I'll have it. Okay. <laughs> oh dear. Grantham Town are going to hate us soon, you know, honestly. If they keep saying yeah, they won't be following us on Twitter yeah, well, anytime soon. You know, and, and if they banned me, I wouldn't be that bothered. <laughs> I wouldn't be still worried. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. Please. Uh, so, uh, uh, I mean, you say worst, actually. Uh, it's almost worse than best because uh, I've been to Scarborough and they were awful. They were horrible <laughs> with the Scarborough fans. Yeah, everything everything Frickly did, they were baying at. Every time we shouted for our, our team, they were screaming us down. They were booing us. They were... But actually, that's really... They're the best fans, aren't they? Because <laughs> they actually care enough to... You know, <laughs> even at non-league, <laughs> yeah. they, they, yeah, they yeah. want to chant you down. They want to put you down and sort of try and intimidate you. And it wasn't physical intimidation. It was you know, mm. just try to put you on edge and put you off and... You know that's it. You don't you don't you don't want your own ground to be somewhere that people want to come to. You want to make it, you know, a bear pit that no one wants to play on. You know, so uh, maybe the the worst fans actually are the best fans as well. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I think that's why yeah. a lot of people like Leeds fans really, <laughs> <laughs> because they are the. I, 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 I said it, but I thought that. The reason why they get a lot of stick Leeds yeah. fans is because they're that yeah. passionate. You, you wish you were them. And, you wish your team were that passionate. You don't want to go there, do you? No. You don't want to go there. I do, I think so. You don't think why people don't like grounds with running tracks around? Because you haven't got the crowd right on the pitch, hmm. right next to you. You know, I mean, some of the old grounds, um, like, I mean, the, 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 the baseball ground, my God, you were right on the pitch. Highbury, you were right on the pitch, you know. And park, you're Ups right. And park. Yeah, I mean, no one wants to, <laughs> no to be down that wing next to the chicken run. Um, you know, it, it, it were it were it were it were toxic. You know, as a, as an away player, um, you know, it, it's but and as a fan, you think, well, God, if I can give my my team just one percent advantage, that's why you bay and you shout and you, you know, scream for your team, don't you? Uh, you know, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. Where else can you do it? <laughs> Probably won't get yeah. a shout after the lockdown. <laughs> go, go, go. on and no shouting. And <laughs> so, uh, 
Be thing of the past. <laughs> <laughs> in, t- in terms of the teams you mentioned there, I'm, 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 Garforth Town, have they still got an atmosphere at their home ground? Because I remember when years ago when I was a kid, yeah. I saw them come to Shirebrook Town and they were incredible. They brought a drum and everything. You know what? Um, they still oh, like that yeah, now? they're not bad, actually. Um, there's... Um, uh, okay. My, my lad's 17. He's, he's not... Uh, he, he likes football. He comes to football all the time. But he, I know a lot of his mates go to Garford Town. And when I've been down there, they all stand behind the, the home goal. And they they shout all, all, all game. So... Uh, and you think, well, at that point, Garford are doing something right. Because they've got a, a, a little core following of about... Must be about 15, 15 lads or so. And 15 at Garford Town is about... Well, that's probably about fifteen percent of their gate. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think they don't do too bad, to be honest. Um, like I tell me, I've, I've certainly been down there years and years back when they had uh, the old ground, and uh, like I say, when they reached the West Riding Cup and Cup semi final. They used to have a lad uh, play from called um, uh, Brendan Ormsby, who used to play for Leeds and Aston Villa, and um, yeah, he was captain, mm-hmm. and you know he was doing all the shaking his fists at the crowd and you know geeing them up, and uh, he used to get about. For our own game, we used to get like about three hundred down there, um, which at that level was was pretty good. Um, but uh, I think the problem with their current ground is: uh, have you been to Garforth Town? Not yet, no. But I've, I've kept an eye on it just because of the atmosphere. Coldest but I've not got around to going there yet. Yeah, definitely. All right, coldest place. get wrapped up. The two coldest grounds <laughs> I've ever been to was I went to Burnley in January when it snowed. Uh, don't know how the game played on. Took about four hours to drive up from Burnley to Leeds. Uh, watch cars skidding off all over the road. And like I say, by the time I got home, it was about six inches of snow. Um, I think my son nearly got hypothermia. Um, or it was either that or it was Garford Town in April. <laughs> yeah. That wind in April? Never been cold. Absolutely freezing. Oh, dear. Uh, and the stand funnels the wind. It's got, it's got a, like a gap at the back. The wind comes through the stand and whistles out the back. Oh, God, it's cold. Dear, it's cold. But uh, Oh, dear. It, it's not a good experience when, when you're cold. They, they say, don't they, there's no such thing as bad sure. weather, just bad clothing. But uh, I obviously had bad clothing on that day. So, <laughs> but, I, I mean, it's a place that I always, I always <laughs> yeah. try and get down to at least a couple of Garfield games a year, um, just because it's not far away. I, you know, I live about five-minute drive away. 10-minute drive at the outside and uh, always try and get down there for something, some pre-season friendlies or league games and uh, went to the FA Youth Cup down there the other week, the other year, sorry. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I think they've for teams at this level, they've got a pretty good atmosphere, actually, I think. Um, perhaps an overspill from their Northern Premier League days, maybe. I don't know. Um, uh, I sort of, you know, I, I actually lived here when Socrates, you know, Socrates played for Gartha. Um and I've got yes. a feeling that Leeds were at home that day. So I went to the Leeds game <laughs> rather than go down up the road to see Socrates. I, mean, I, I sort of regret it, but sort of don't because I think, well, it was just a gimmick. You know, seeing some old bloke pay for 10 minutes, is, is that really Socrates? I, I don't know. Um, but uh, they had all sort of gimmicks like that, didn't they? They had the <laughs> Sharp play for them. They used to play for Man United and Leeds. Um, you know, and used to get players down mm. like that. And they had... Quite recently, they had a um, couple of ex-Leeds players um, play for them, other than um, uh, Brendan Ormsby. But uh, no, I think they, I think they do pretty well, to be honest. And uh, they always seem to be quite a um, when you go there, seem quite, always seems to be quite welcoming. And you know, people actually bothered. Oh, did you have a good time? And 
can you see all right and you know that sort of stuff so uh, yeah no good that's good yeah is it, is it the same with Stanford they yeah, got they, a big crowd at home face, as well I mean, when they, they brought a few that night when they played us in the playoff semi um, but normally they don't they don't bring very many at all because I suppose it's it's quite a way but at home they seem to get really good crowds and um, they actually get a crowd I mean I, the measure I always think at non-league is a crowd that's big enough to chant and they actually get a chant going you know and you can hear them chanting Stanford or usually chanting something less complimentary about Frickley but <laughs> you think well Whilst it's you know on the one hand you 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 know, you you're for your own team you can at least see that there's a bit of passion there so uh, and any time you see that you, there's always a bit of respect for any team that that have got that sort of support for me um, yeah. yeah fantastic um, I knew Scarborough yeah. had a big following because they used to be in the football league but um, if it's intimidating then I'm, I'm sure that'll be a good sound because that's one ground I really do want to see because it's, it's 3G that's, when I get I mean, a chance you know we're saying about not, not being particularly keen on um, grounds with running tracks 3G it's one of them yeah, yeah it, it, it's love 8 and it? It, it's on the one hand you think well yeah. it's a funding stream for the club um, you know it's going to be on if it rains uh, but the flip side it's, it's just not quite football is it <laughs> No, well, you you did you tell me at Nostal that night that they that no, their no, ground's not, yeah. not suitable yeah, to go right. up, get promoted. Yeah. The, I, mean, I don't know. It looks really know nice, though, doesn't it? On, look at pictures. The regulations. I know there's there's something to do with pitches, like you've not got to have much of it. You're only allowed a very slight slope, aren't you? Or whether it's do the bounce test. I know <clears> um, Sutton Coldfield, yeah, um, a three G, and they had a lot of problem with them. Um, they were fa- failing the bounce tests. Um, but when you go there, you look at their pitch right. and it, um, you know the game Sabutio. Um, when you get your Sabutio pits out of the attic and it's um, it's still wrinkly because you haven't ironed it properly. Well, that's what their 3G pitch was like. <laughs> so you could sort of see why they were having problems. Oh. But Scarborough, can't see at all why. Um, mm. and then... I, I think, isn't it because the oh, ground's that? part it's of it's a university campus or something? It must be. I think I've heard it. I think I've heard it. It's a university. I don't know which uni, but it's the university campus. I, I, I don't know that, which one, but it, it must went, be that. I surely that was one of the best bits about it because because uh, it was it, it had a massive car yeah. park for the university and for the leisure centre there. So there was loads of parking. Yeah, um, and it was free. Um, so loads of free parking because no one's there on a on a weekend or of an evening. So there's plenty of parking when you want to park there. Um, and that was the best bit about it. So the thought that they they can't move up because of that is a bit of a shame, isn't it? But I suppose the rules are all. Yeah, because you you told me that they were doing quite yeah, well in the league, well. and then all the players left to join Buxton. That's, and that's why yeah. they're doing yeah, really Buxton well. And Scarborough aren't no doing so well. Um, picked up about three or four, didn't they? The old um, uh, Scarborough team. Um, mm. I suppose Scarborough also struggle a bit because of where they are, don't they? I mean, you go and play for Scarborough. It's, it's a bit of a trek, and, yeah. and you know. Whereas Buxton, I suppose if you live in Sheffield, yeah. you can go to Buxton. If you live in Manchester, Buxton, Stoke, Buxton. You know, you said they've got much more of a catchment area, I suppose. But um, yeah, still, um, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it is a, and they're still working on it as well, aren't they, Scarborough? So they're still putting up extra stands and you know, constantly looking to develop the place. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they'll be fine. They'll, 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 they'll get that they'll, sorted. All, all the people, all people higher up, will see sense. I mean, if you've got a, a ground that's that's pulling in fifteen hundred people each week, 
why would you not let them go up the leagues? Exactly. exactly. They can yeah, afford it, it and they get the that's revenue it. for it. Well, I think that they are one off the National yeah. League North, aren't yeah. they? They're yeah. the league below there. That's right. right. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They can do um, it. They were one of one of the first Peter games I went to was the old Scarborough before they because uh, what are they now? They're Scarborough Athletic when they were Scarborough before. Um, yes, like I say, yeah. I think well, we got hammered four one at home <laughs> uh, with an ex Blade playing from <laughs> what was his name? Colin Morris. Uh, there's one for the old Blades fans. The the theatre of chips as well. It was called weren't it? Because that last day, um, yeah, we 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 drew one all. You did, didn't you? The day that Jimmy Glass scored that header for Carlisle, and uh, if we hadn't equalised, Scarborough would have stayed up. So yeah, Uh, that's yeah the um, the famous Jimmy Glass moment. but we'll, we'll never know yeah. what would have happened to Carlisle if he hadn't scored. They did go down there, didn't they, a few years later? So <laughs> um, they did go down. And yeah, they did, yeah, exactly. They did, so maybe they yeah, want to. It would be doing very nicely, thank you. Um, like I say, that's, that's definitely one that I want to get to. Have you, neither of you got there with um, your respective teams yet, or have you been to Brunton Park? Uh, uh, well, Mansfield have been in their league for the last few years, but yeah, I've never, just, just been, I've never been to Carlisle away. I want to go to, but... Oh God, it's a long way. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, in terms of non-league football and the experience, um, if someone was trying to get into it, what would you say the best part uh, bring, of non-league every time experience brings you back get from football. it? Um, like I say, some of the, some of the. the um, the, the, some of my best friends I've met at non-league football and uh, it's, it's that everywhere you go you know someone you know every ground you go to you, you know someone there and after the time you know someone on the pitch as well um, I went to a friendly at um, uh, just before Christmas um, Trafford played at Matlock in a friendly um, and I went along there was an ex-Rickley player playing had a chat with an ex as he came off pitch. Oh, how are you, mate? How are you, how are you doing? And, uh, oh, and then the referee walks off, and the referee, um, he was a he was a good friend of one of the people from Frickley as well. And oh, Barry, how are you? You know, chatting away at the referee, and yeah, you always know someone, don't you? Um, and I think that's it. Um, I say for me, I'd always advise. I, I advise makes me sound like I actually know what I'm talking about. Um, for me, volunteering has been been the thing that 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 I've really enjoyed, and actually, you know, feeling part of the club and 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 you know, feeling like you, you you're doing someone a favour and helping out as well, you know, because um, I, I know for certain going to the football for me, what it does for your mental health, certainly through this lockdown, has been brilliant. You know, it, it's can't beat it, can't beat it. Uh, so yeah, you know I say. And uh, but as for ground hopping, you'd you'd say well. Um, aren't all blokes collectors? Um, gives you lists to collect, doesn't it? <laughs> Which grounds you've been to, and <laughs> yeah, because I'll, I'll bet for a penny to a pound, both of you know exactly how many grounds you've been to, do you? Yeah, there you are. How many? Four. Yes, but <laughs> uh, well, for me, right. it's uh, I'm, I'm, I've got 69 grounds, then, right? Well, I won't tell you mine. Now. I'm on 103. <laughs> no, I can't. 
No, because it makes make it sound like God tells telling you just so I could tell you. But no, exactly. 412. 412. No, go on. Go on, Ken. <laughs> but I tell you what, though, I've done most of them Ooh, since my brother in law broke his hip about five years ago. Uh, up until then, I was I was probably in the 70s or 80s, and I've done most of them in the last five years. Uh, you know, just, just because there's so much football on. Wow. Um, and it's football grounds everywhere. You know, you just don't realise, yeah. do you? You know, any, pick any city, you'll find dozens of grounds, you know, within sort of half an hour drive. No, you're right. Absolutely. Well, Every it. little I mean, town's got I, one, I, and some I, of them have got I two. Use, um, <laughs> I, the only reason I don't use football as much is because it doesn't go low enough for me. You don't go down past, it goes as far as step six. Don't go step seven. So I use. Yeah, that, don't go to um, step seven. You're right, yeah. And um, on there, just got everything on there, you know. And if you if you haven't if it's not on there and you go to a ground that's not on there, you you text in or email in and they stick it on for you and it's there, um, you know, brilliant. <laughs> um, can't whack it, but yeah, no, it's like that. Yeah. It, it's collecting, isn't it? It's 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 um, it's panini stickers for big boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's a way of collecting yeah. stuff. I collect pin badges personally, That's but you it. can collect scarves, programs. Um, yeah. There's loads of things, even shirts in some cases. Yeah. And hats, exactly. caps. Yeah, for me, it's yeah, just, there's anything. It's a place. <laughs> and I, 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 click on me, click on me website. Yeah. And, I mean, my, my map, um, I mean, it's obviously I'm from down south originally, but if you actually look at my map of the grounds of where I've been to, it, it's all focused. It's this northern part of Britain. Um, you know, it swathes across, um, you know, Yorkshire, Derbyshire, Nottinghamshire, um, you know, Lincolnshire, Northumberland, that sort of, those sort of places. It's it's this area because I say, I've only done it really for the last five, six years, four, five years. Um, so, uh, you know, it's uh, it's having the time and the inclination, isn't it? That, that is. Um, it's, it's petrol money. I think that's a bit. It costs you. It's not so much your, your entrance fee. It's um, it's getting there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, with the uh, Frickley, what oh. would you say your favourite moments been mm-hmm. being with the club? Yeah, that's that's a that's a hard question. That um, it, you know, it would have to probably be. Um, <laughs> Of all the, I mean, you say the the, the current man, manager, Dave Frecklington, is is absolutely superb. Um, and we've had we've had recently, we, we, you know, we had uh, Mark, Martin McIntosh, um, the ex uh, Rotherham defender, as and current Grantham manager, as um, uh, uh, manager, and you know, we've had we've had some great times with them. But for me, we played uh, Skelmersdale about um, uh, the season got relegated, sixteen seventeen, and we were two 0 up and coasting and one of their players had got sent off after eight seconds <laughs> eight seconds we, we videoed it so we know it was eight seconds uh, now i can only actually find two yeah. quicker sending off anywhere in world football i spent went spent days researching this so i reckon it was the third fastest sending off anywhere in the world ever but <laughs> uh, that could be wrong if anyone knows better um and we were two nil up we were coasting Five minutes to play. It was just like the 70, 1979 FA Cup final. And they pulled it back to 2-2. Um, and so the board had gone up saying it was in injury time. We've got, I don't know, three minutes to play. Um, and the lad who used to play for Doncaster Rovers, Joe Pugh, um, he poached a goal at the, at, the, at the back post in injury time. 
absolutely went mental again. Embarrassed myself. <laughs> absolutely embarrassed myself. He's on YouTube. <laughs> uh, you see me running down the stand, cheering, and yeah. But it's like. Um, uh, so, so, what's three, the video on YouTube? I search. Gilmersdale, I would have thought. Uh, three two, yeah. Three two. Uh, at the end, yeah. I mean, yeah like, I'll have to check that one out, mate. <laughs> really unseemly for uh, <laughs> someone of my age. Really, really <laughs> no better. Uh, and you, was, uh, like you stood behind the goal. I, I just ran down the ran down the stand, just shouting and screaming. Uh, but yeah, so a, a single moment of non-league football that <laughs> and to, to which end, you know, it, it really was. It was just in the moment because the actual result itself didn't make a huge amount of difference because we still got relegated. So, you know, it, it was purely because we oh. thought we got it, got it won, and then it was snatched away, and then we got it back again, and it all happened so quickly. You know, you, you, you'll have been at games like that yourself. You know, uh, I had it the other way around. Uh, we were four-one yep. up at. Um, Pickering with eight minutes to play and drew four four, um, and they scored twice in time added on. So you know I've had it the other oh. way, and I've been with Peter. I think we've gone. We were four two up at Oldham, um, going into the last five minutes and lost five four. So um, <laughs> you know, I sort of try wow. to. Um, I remember Bobby Robson once said years ago that even even when you lose, at least you know the other team went home happy. So someone went home happy. So sort of think of it that way. I, I sort of try and <laughs> think of it that way. Um, <laughs> I mean, I the, the most Bobby. gutted I ever was after oh. a game was um, when Leeds played Barcelona in the Champions League. And um, we were 1-0 up for most of the game. And uh, Rivaldo uh, scored in, the, in injury time. It was one of Paul Robinson's first games for Leeds. And he played an absolute blinder. And he got beat right in injury time. And I was absolutely gutted. Uh, when I came home and I parked my car on my drive, I wasn't concentrated and uh, smashed my wing mirror on the uh, corner of my house as well. <laughs> but a right, right bad night. <laughs> oh, my, no. My missus, wise woman that she is, um, although not wise enough to avoid me, um, <laughs> wise woman that she is, she said, well, why do you go if you don't, if, if it makes you this, this annoyed? And from that, from that time on, I actually thought, you know what, she's right. I've got to go and enjoy the game as well. And, you know, so um, even even when you've, you've 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 lost points when you should have won them, I sort of go well. You know, are out in the fresh air, are out watching football, are out with my mates, had a nice chat with so and so. You know, and take it all that way now. So uh, pretty sanguine about it, but still embarrassed myself at the key moments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then, what about your favourite moment, favorite Peter, moment Pete, was got to be um, the playoff final. Uh, 1992, when we got promoted from what was then, we went. It was when they changed the names of the division, so we went from Division Three to Division One. Um, but it was really from three to two, and we beat Stockport County, and uh, it was one-one. Looked like it was going to extra time, and Ken Charlie, King Kenny, um, picked up ball on halfway and just charged at goal, and then just smashed it in from about 20 yards, and uh, yeah, that that. And that was at the old Wembley as well. So, um, yeah, the old Wembley was was something very, very special. Um, it was it were number one of these ones that smelt of, you know, urinals and fried onions. But uh, you know, when you knew what else had happened at that stadium, you know, to, to for to see your team win there, and it was the first time we'd ever been to the playoff finals as well. So, um, yeah, no, brilliant, brilliant day with that. Brilliant day. 
fantastic. Right, uh, we'll finish with the yeah. final question. This is a question we ask everyone. Um, if you could sum up ground up, in, or if you could now then, football in three, three words, well, what it'd would be, it be? Um, it would be people. It would be it'd be tea, as in cups of tea, um, and it'd be ah, uh, it'd have to be floodlights, floodies. Um, you know, it's like an evening game, and you go into the game, and you can see the floodlights <laughs> in the distance. Ah, oh, is there anything better? And as you as you actually get into the ground, and you, you, there's just something about floodlit football, just amazing, isn't it? Um, so they are people, tea, floodies. I've got a scar on my hand um, from where I spilt a cup of tea at Worksop Town. Uh, and burnt me hand, so uh, <laughs> that's nearest I've got to a tattoo. <laughs> me works up town, T burnt. Love that. That's I must brilliant. Nearest I've got to a tattoo. Uh, uh, I think the well, cups of tea all the way from yeah Portsmouth to um, Inverness <laughs> Thistle. So <laughs> um, yeah. No. <laughs> you didn't spill it celebrating a goal, did you? You know, I, I, what I think actually happened <laughs> was I think I spotted someone who used to play for uh, Frickley because it wasn't a, wasn't a Frickley game. I think Worksop, it wasn't Worksop either. I think it was Hansworth Paramore were playing Cleethorpe Town the year they got to Wembley. And um, I'd spotted, and I was sort of pointing out, oh, look, it's so-and-so that used to play Frickley and spilt me tea on my hand and oh, <laughs> blistered and everything. <laughs> Tea's my drink of choice, and uh, yeah, so cup of yeah, people, tea, and floodlights. There you go. <laughs> Has anyone had all, all those three before? <laughs> Good. What are the other? What sort no, of other people pick? This is a new one. <laughs> have they? Well, what have we had? We've had loads of different. Everyone's had a different one, haven't they? We, we've yeah. had some. We've had some as. Uh, Simple as what was it? What did Keith say? Was it passionate? Oh, that's well, good. it changed yeah. it to like the beautiful is... game or something yeah. like that at the end. We've had a uh, bit bite, bit bite bug. We've had, yeah. we've had, a, we've even had really? as simple as it's for everyone, oh, haven't we? So it, it, it differs yeah. with yeah. everybody, yeah. doesn't it? Homophobia campaign, and we've had, um, we always have, um, yes, I can't remember when the day is, what, what part of time of the year it is. I think it's about February time, uh, the weekend that they have, and we always get involved with that at Frickley. And they send us things like rainbow footballs and rainbow captain's armbands and rainbow laces and shirts for the players to warm up in. Yeah. And um, it's funny, we did we did a video that, again, is online somewhere for football versus homophobia. And when they said, you know, so we all held the ball and said something about non-league football. And that was what I said. I said, uh, it's for everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And it is. Um, you know, the way that, that the Premier yeah. League has priced people out of the game. Um you know, if you want, if you want real football, mm. you know, um, I think I, I read someone, it might have been one of you two earlier on in the day, saying, it might have been Graham, Graham Kenworthy, who said that, you know, the government don't even recognise that the game exists below sort of the elite level. Um, but, you know, it, it's there and, you know, I keep, any, I'm, I'm a teacher myself and, uh, you know, all the kids keep saying, look, get yourself out to non-league football. It's cheaper, you'll get to meet the players, you know, you'll, 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 you'll meet people. Um, you, you'll see the game right close. You know, you'll, you'll get hit by the ball. You'll get, yeah. <laughs> you, you'll actually be able to afford, you know, a can of coke and a burger and what have you, rather than whatever they charge you at. Um, well, what is it, Wembley? Is it eight quid for a burger or something like that? You know, 
ridiculous, isn't it? Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Ten quid for a program. Dear oh dear. (laughs) Not a chance. No, 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 no. No chance. That's (laughs) that's me redeeming myself with with Fleetwood. They might charge 40 quid to get you in, but they only charge a pound for their programs. So, (laughs) yeah. You take that, won't you? Yeah. With the FA as well, they need they could do with a chairman who's who's been who's seen that level grassroots. Possibly, yeah. Someone like Possibly. Trevor Brooking. He, he's he's done it from grassroots. Well, he knows the game inside and out. He'd be perfect for that role. Or was it Newcastle Blue Star? One of the the uh, teams up that up that way. So he has he has someone learnt it up there. Maybe, yeah. Maybe though, it doesn't need to be someone that's a name. Maybe it just needs to be someone that really is from that level. Maybe it could be a ground hopper. Yeah. Um, if, if they want anyone. Imagine that. Free. So, uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, we'll, we'll finish it. We'll finish it there. Right. Well, Again, mate, thank you for coming. It's been fantastic. No one else listens. And, um... they, they tell me stuff. They genuinely, they tell, they tell me stuff at Frickley. <laughs> but like... We can't tell anyone. <laughs> Who cares? No one wants to know. <laughs> There's only me who wants to know. I love, and, um... I love hearing all this gossip about, around the club. No one else. No one. You know, if I said to anyone else, I'd say, you are. <laughs> you know, so, um, <laughs> There's only about another two, three hundred people in the world that would be bothered. <laughs> so, uh, no, it's brilliant. Lovely to- talking to you, gents. Lovely talking to you. Hopefully, we'll see you again at some point soon. No, and I'm... Uh... Uh, you too, mate. And I was just about to say that. You well, beat me to it. Yeah, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll see you at Frickley or anywhere else on, on the road. I should, I should keep, you know, keep my eyes on the, um, on the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the message group and if anyone gets any fixtures. Graham was being, he was being very cagey, wasn't he, today? So, uh... <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure like you, well, you'll know if Frickley are involved in any of their mini leagues. We, as well, we you? will, just because I want to see Frickley. But if financially it's not viable, which is, is very possible... Um, you know, because say the, they have bills to pay like anyone else. Um, I watch anyone. <laughs> um, I've got. I, I was. I think I was still with Graham at a game when um, I was looking. He was asking about a fixture, and I went through my phone, and I got something like ninety odd tabs open, of which about seventy of them are all the different local leagues, so I can look up the fixtures and see who's playing. So, uh, <laughs> if they stick it on the internet, I'll be looking. <laughs> I'll be looking. <laughs> so uh, I'll be there. But yeah, hope we see you there soon. Touch wood. Touch wood, mate. Yeah. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you for coming on, Ken, mate.